Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. Welcome to Opinions on Pickens. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. On this week's episode, we will be talking the Suns sweeping the Nuggets. You heard that right. And the little drama that happened right at the end of the game. We're also going to jump into the Bucks and the Nets. The Bucks have tied the series, and we are interested to see what will be happening moving forward. We're also going to be giving predictions on future games and listing some of your opinions along the way. Let's jump into it, guys. Coach Gant, thanks so much for being here today. How are you? Hey, everybody. How y'all doing on there? OOP fam, this your boy Coach G in the place to be, baby. Let's kick this thing off right. What's up, baby? What's up, baby? Let's talk about the Suns. A sweep. We haven't heard that since the heat. (laughs) Get them brooms out, (laughs) y'all. The heat, right? That's tough. Keep going. Carry on. The Suns were able to take game four from the Denver Nuggets and this year's MVP, Jokic. And there was some interesting drama at the end. We have to say, Jokic ended up being ejected after a foul on Payne. And he also had some words with Devin Booker. Coach Gant, now we're all here to see the people play. Did you really think that this was a malicious act by Jokic? I I guess it was a flagrant two or whatever. And I mean, I don't really think. I think that was a little severe. And, I mean, that's kind of tough, like, ejecting your league's MVP like that, especially against Payne. I mean, come on. I mean, he he's not a top-tier player. So, just it was just kind of bizarre that the ref decided to eject him like that. I mean, that's kind of disrespectful if I'm the MVP. I mean, I guarantee LeBron wouldn't have got ejected or – now, maybe, maybe, I, I think it, maybe it was just a frustration play. And yeah. also, you have to keep in mind his size compared to other people. Right. I mean, good Lord, the guy's seven feet tall. Like, come on, man. I, I think there was a lot of overreacting. Excuse me. I think there was also. And maybe just keep it a flavorant one and just keep the game moving. Yeah, definitely keep it moving. Especially when you're a team like the Nuggets who have their backs against the wall in game four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know. The injury to Jamal Murray, it really crushed the Nuggets. And they didn't have a chance, really. I mean, CP3 played lights out. I think he had like 36, 37 points. We already know what D-Book did. I mean, those guys are playing, man. Jay Crowder, uh, Aiden, like, ah, man, I love, like I've been saying, I had them winning the five. I had no idea they was going to sweep them out. <laughs> you yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. So, now, Superstars like Trey Young and Ja Morant have said since this game that Jokic didn't deserve the ejection. Right. I mean, he definitely didn't deserve it, but I don't know, does a fine come along with that or what? Or would they go back and review it and change it? I mean, I just that that, that was kind of a bad call, man. I don't I don't think it was worth an ejection. It was a frustration play, but at the same time it was he was going for the ball, really. He wasn't like it wasn't that malicious. I don't know. Them words at the end, they, they were pulling each other off. It man, was pretty heated. That's what I'm saying, man. The NBA is so soft right now. Like back in my day, well, not quite my day, but I mean, back in the day, mugs used to throw fists and stay in the game. Mugs get punched in the jaw. 
the nose. He going he for the ball. He didn't even touch him, to be the honest. Like he really didn't even touch so, him in the play. The, the NBA's got so soft. And then man. you have Payne sitting there on the floor with his right. hands on his face I mean, for twenty, acting. pulling a LeBron. I guess, I guess, yeah, exactly, man. LeBron, Chris Paul, they learn from the best because Chris Paul, he's a good actor too, and that's where he got it from. I'm telling you, Chris Paul will fall all over the place if you let him. And also, you got to think, this is the third quarter. They're only down by eight when this happened. So, do you think there could have been potential for the Nuggets to take this game? I mean, it's a possibility, but I think the proof was already in the pudding, and the game was already over. Maybe it was destined to be this way. Maybe the Suns are going to be the next NBA champs. They They got a good chance, for real. Sweeping teams in the playoffs is a good sign. They got a good chance. Now, what does this say about the Nuggets and their future? They're going to be all right because they got a good young team, a nice nucleus. You got the league MVP, and you got a dog in Jamal Murray. And those guys going to be back, put a couple of pieces together, and they're going to be back in contention next year. And that's for sure. Now, the Suns will be facing either the Jazz or the Clippers. Mm. The Jazz, as of us recording this now lead the series two to one and they will be playing the Clippers and hopefully we can get a tied series out of this. I would like to see that. Oh yeah. I mean, I believe Kawhi and PG, they're going to, they're going to tie the series up. You know, I think that you need more play, better point guard play. I, w- I want to see Rondo get more minutes out there. I don't know why, you know, he hadn't been playing them as And he much. played such a vital role in the Lakers, the Lakers winning right, their right, championship. Right. So I don't know what Tyloo got has up his sleeve. Maybe Rondo is a little banged up or whatever. But I know we got to come out blazing. I mean, I want to see the Clippers take this thing because I think, you know, Clippers Nation deserves it. And I want to see people get off PG back because somebody told me that PG is low-key ass. And I almost, like, lost it because I was like, man, nah, I mean – He's a top 15 player in the league, but sometimes he comes up, you know, a little gimpy, a little short, a little bit sometimes. But ultimately in these moments, isn't that what makes you as a player is showing up in these moments? Right. That's what defines you as a player. And I mean, he's average. I mean, he's averaging pretty good numbers. I mean, he's shooting percentages poor a little bit. So I feel like you're making your friend's case right now, to be quite honest. (laughs) All right, I digress. I digress, Coach Gant. Let's move on to the topic I'm really not excited, but interested to talk about. Let's go ahead and jump into the Nets. Now, Kyrie Irving went down in game four against the Bucks with an ankle injury, and it was not pretty. The Nets ended up losing the game, and the Bucks were able to tie the series 2-2. Now, Coach Gant, are the Nets done if Kyrie and Harden cannot come back into this series? Mm, it's going to be tough, but I can't count KD out. I can't count Steve Nash and the coaches out, but you're going to need more production for them. You're going to need more production. Let me look at the stat line from the last game. Blake Griffin's going to have to give more. You're Harris gonna need, is going to have to give more. Blake. Green's going to have to give more. You're going to need more than eight points from Harris. You're going to need more from you're gonna, uh, the dog Claxton. Claxton needs to step up. Like You're going to need more than four points from him. Like, they got some good young players that can run, and they're going to have to really pull every trick out of the hat. And they're going to have to set some things up, you know, give KD some space. KD's going to have to facilitate a little bit and let, you know, Blake going to have to be a dog on the boards. And even uh, D. Howard, I mean, this is your time, too, because you're trying to get a ring. So you still got guys that can play ball. But I think 
maybe you might see Harden come back maybe game six if it's in panic mode. But you don't want to go. You don't want to lose the next game. Now, this upcoming game is a home game for the Nets. Then game six would be at the Bucks. Now, here's an interesting situation to think about. Let's say that the Nets do not bring back Harden for game five and they lose. Now, like you said, their backs are pretty much against the wall to go to the Bucks and win that game. Yeah. I mean, if they lose, if they lose game five, just the scenario, then you have to reevaluate not only Kyrie, we got to see how this, how his test come back, but you have to really evaluate Harden and see what can he give you. Can he give you 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes? I mean, is he going to be gimpy? Can he play through the hamstring? Is it loose? Is it tight? Like, is he getting enough treat? Like, it's going to be so many factors, but you're going to have to try to figure out a way to get him out there if your back is against the wall and you are the favorite going into these playoffs. You got to figure out what's going to happen. Now, Steve Nash said earlier this week, I don't want to rush Harden coming back and risk a long-term injury. I do agree with that, but something in the back of my mind is just saying we are going to see Harden game five. I don't think that they want to put themselves in a they're down 3-2 scenario going to the Bucs. See, I don't think you don't panic right now because now it's essentially 0-0 and it's the first one to win two games wins the series. So, I mean, you, you can afford to lose game five and come back and take six and seven. So I wouldn't rush him back. I will still let him, you know, rehab, treatment, do whatever he's doing. And then we'll reevaluate game six because you can still win game five, honestly. I mean, Chris Middleton is playing pretty much lights out. He's playing great ball. I mean, Giannis, I mean, he can't shoot free throws, but they got, they got to figure out a way to make him do something other than bully ball. <laughs> I think you really hit the head on the nail there, though, Coach Gant, where you're saying they really, the Nets being, have valuable players that really just need to step up yeah. in the time being, especially just for this next game. Give Kyrie and Harden their time to rest. Hopefully Kyrie's ankle, which is a little nerve wracking because it's been a full 24 hours since the game almost, and we haven't heard an update yet on it. So that, I guess no news isn't bad news. But no news also isn't good news. Mm. So it kind of goes both ways. I mean, if they are able to win this series, I mean, he takes, let's say, a week off. For both of them, that would be good. But also, do they make it that far, which is the big question. Yeah. I mean, let me go back and retract. I was saying Dwight Howard, he's on the 76ers. I don't know. I'm thinking about Jeff Green. But anyway, I wouldn't panic if I was uh, the Nets. I would just play game five as is. And then we can reevaluate game six, which would be, what, Thursday? So you still get a couple more days to, to rehab and to, you know, rest. And, hell, Kyrie might be back for game six or seven himself. Just, I mean, just to see how the ankle heals and feels, you know? If you're hard and not you, Coach Gant, what kind of pressure do you feel to come back in game five? I wouldn't, I guess, once again. But also, let's think about a few years ago where somebody rushed their injury and came back that's on that team, Mr. KD, and it was a disaster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, that's in the back of everybody's mind. And really, right now, game five is not, it's nothing. I can see it was game seven. So it's still, you know, it's still leeway right there. And there's no need to panic. The Nets still got the best play on earth 
in my opinion, which is Kevin Durant. And let's go. As of right now, you still have the Nets winning the series. I do. I, t- I, I mean, I was saying I was going to go seven games anyway. So I'm not going to go away from that. So here's different perspectives for me. Because one, if I'm the Bucks, I'm looking at this as a huge advantage for our team. And I'm looking at this as a, we better win this now. Like, oh, wow, we can take the favored team out of our way. It, it kind of makes the path a little easier, per se, for them. Yeah, but you still got the 76ers waiting. Because I like them, too. Like, I mean, what Embiid is doing is playing lights out. And, dude, I want to see the Nets and the 76ers clash head-to-head, baby. Because that's going to be a great series. But, like I say, there's no need to panic if you're the Nets. Play it out. Let these guys rest. And then we can reevaluate game six and work beyond. I'm totally opposite. I'm hitting the panic button, and I feel like game five is do or die for the Nets. 100%. I really do. All right. Now, another very important game four, two more important game four is happening Monday night. They just passed us. The 76ers, Hawks, and the Jazz, Clippers. So, again, this is another 2-1 series. We got the 76ers up over the Hawks, and then we have the Jazz over the Clippers. I would love to see both of these teams tie the series up. Mm. Uh, the Hawks, you guys have gone up up and coming. I hope you guys keep uh, Nick McMillan as your permanent coach, which I'm pretty sure y'all will. But I think this is the 76ers' time. I think they'd have figured something out with Doc Rivers. And they got Curry's brother. He, he's shooting out there. And, you know, if you can get Ben Simmons – just to take a little, a few more shot attempts. And of course you got Tobias, get Tobias Harris involved. I really like the 76ers and I think they're going to go up three, one in this series and pretty much close it out in five. Now, Joel Embiid has really been doing some promising things this whole series. He's, shooting from 51%. He's over 85% for his free throw attempts. Mm -hmm. But then again, you got to remember that ice cold Trey Young. He's also shooting over 40% and over 88% with his free throw attempts. Right. So two young superstars that are really trying to lead the way for their teams. You know, ice Trey is what they call him. Hey, he he a bad boy. Also, Danny Green is out right now for the 76ers. Yeah. See, that's tough because you need Danny Green. That's that's a tried tested shooter right there. But I think the 76 is still will be okay because I mean those guys in Atlanta, I mean they they're playing with house money. They don't have anything to lose. They have no expectations. So this is a success for them. But McMillan, I know he wants to win and he he's always a coach that's always prepared. He got his players ready to play every game. They always give the maximum effort. So right now, I mean they just having fun. So we're gonna see. If we're looking at stats for both teams during the playoffs, the Hawks, they average a little over 107 points a game, 42 rebounds, 20 assists, five steals, and about five blocks a game while shooting about 45% from the field. Now the 76ers, they're averaging about 123 points a game, 40 rebounds, 26 assists, nine steals, and six blocks. Now, a lot of those things are similar, but those averaging points, I mean, that's over 20 points more for the 76ers. Mm-hmm. When they play well and 
they have their mindset on the prize, I don't really feel like anything can stop them. Not even Trey Young. <laughs> nah, not at all. Like, Embiid, I mean, who's going to stop him? I mean, he's going off for 39, a 40-piece, 12 biscuits, and and four large sides. Like, he's, he's separating himself right now. Like, the playoffs is what makes you great. And he's going to go down there in Atlanta tonight, in hot Atlanta, because it's scorching down there. And he's going he gonna, he gonna to stay he gonna stay on fire. And he's going to have another 40-point game tonight. 40 points. I've got 15 rebounds, three blocks, 10 assists. Now, this <laughs> game is in Atlanta. Yeah. So I feel like if I'm the Hawks tonight, this is another must-win game for me. So at least I can go back to the 76ers knowing it's an even playing field. And the crazy, I mean, they got the 76ers plus three. So that's kind of pretty tight game, I think, if I'm a betting man. So it can go either way. But I will put my money on the Sixers in Atlanta tonight. I would put my money on Atlanta tonight, to be honest. For Monday night, I would. I think they're going to even the series. And I really think Trey Young is, like you said, going to come out, do a nice little 40 piece tonight. And so, just, you think you, so you got Trey Young going for 40 tonight. I do. I really do. You know who else I got going for 40 tonight? Monday. Who is that? Night. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. But I mean, you can't oh, forget. Oh, so now you're on Kawhi Leonard now, huh? Yeah, I'm switching it up. Oh, my God. We're going Kawhi Leonard, Los Angeles Clippers, who are struggling in this series against the Jazz. They're down 2-1. And let me tell you who the superstar of this series has been. Donovan Mitchell. Oh, of course. You got Dwayne Wade coaching you on the sidelines. You know, part owner now. I mean, you're going out there, another young superstar, really showing the world, not in the bubble, the actual world, the real world, who you are and that you can execute. Dude, the Jazz. I mean, really, I want to say the Jazz, they're the leading scoring team this, this NBA season. Like, they have five guys in double figures every night. I mean, you got the defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert. I mean, we ain't going to talk about Mitchell. He's a dog out there. Grabbing 13 rebounds a game, Rudy. Oh, yeah. Like, Rudy. insane. Right. I mean, and he's I think he's averaging around 18. Then you have Mike Conley. Conley, but I think he's going to be out tonight, if I'm not mistaken. But the crazy thing about this story for me is, where is your man, Paul George? And is he going to show up, Coach Gant? <laughs> PG-13 is going to be in the building. He's going to have a great game. He's going to have a 30 piece. Now, him and Kawhi, they're going to, like, I don't understand. You got these two players, and it's almost like a Pippin and Jordan factor. Like, something is a no brainer. We have to win. So, I don't know what they got to do to figure out the spacing on the floor, who's going to take what shot, and how they're going to take. Like, but something has to happen to where you got to assert your total dominance. But guess what? That gets null and void when you got a defensive player of the year and you got a young superstar in Donovan Mitchell. Kid's 24 years old, killing him. Like, he has no conscience. I mean, even last year in the playoffs, you got a glimpse of him. And this year, he putting everybody on notice. He's going to be the man in the future. That's, that's going to be his team. And the Jazz will win an NBA championship in the next year to three because they really they really in contention right now. Really, yeah, they really are. And some people got them winning the championship this year. So they are. They they are a solid team. Do I think their chances with no LeBron in are extremely better? I do. 
this season is an eye opener. I feel like to really see this young talent out there instead of just thinking LeBron, LeBron, right. Kyrie, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kawhi, which people still think those things, but now you're thinking Donovan Mitchell, you're thinking Devin Booker. Like, I love how when people talk about the Suns now, they're not just talking about Chris Paul. Like they actually are talking about the other talented t- teammates he has out there. Like, but and you know, is is it was crazy because when Chris Paul got traded to the Suns, I was like, okay, that's weird. How is that going to work? Which a lot of people thought the same thing. And I was like, man, I don't know if they're going to regress or go to the next level. Obviously, Chris Paul was the right pick for him because they're ascending and. Be honest, Chris Paul really put more spotlight on Booker because a lot of people never knew how how bad Booker was. I knew how bad D Booker was, but you know the world didn't. So Chris Paul kind of showing everybody, yo, you can you can win a game with the mid range, and you don't have to shoot a mirage of threes just to compete because these boys they fundamental, they play hard, they rugged. And and they they I mean they they're assisting each other, and I like it. Man, I love that team play. How important is it for these vets to really not only lead the way for these young superstars, but kind of help in a way pass the torch? Oh yeah. To really give them the confidence they need to step up and eventually be that team leader. I mean, the book. Once again, you know, they tanked for of sorts to get him. In the first round in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. And he has done nothing but get better every year. And now it's his time. Just like Donovan Mitchell. It's his time. And the league is in great hands going forward, as you can see. Because there's a lot of young dogs. The Ja Morants of the world. Like, I'm excited. The Ben Simmons of the world, the NBs, the league, the league is only getting better. You know, the Lucas, you know, the Jokic, like it's, it's exciting. I get, I'm getting chills just thinking about the league, you know, because this is probably the best it's been in a long time as far as the, the, the spread of talent. And, you know, it's just not LeBron going to the finals 10 years in a row anymore. Everybody's getting a little chance to eat. Been there, done that. Right, right. So, I mean, it's cool. What are you looking forward to the most out of these series right now? And when I say that specifically, I mean, what upset would you love to see? Oh, man, right now, what upset would I love to see? Mm, 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 mm. Honestly, I really don't have – that's a tough question, A.B. I really don't have an upset because I want to see the Clippers win. If I would say it would be an upset, it would be be the Clippers series, Clippers and Jazz. If there's an upset for me, I would have to say I'd want to see the Hawks get it. I knew you were going to say that. I really feel like that that would be awesome for the Hawks to take this win over the 76ers. I knew you were going to say that. And I just really hope the Bucks don't take it. But if they do, I guess it's meant to be. And Giannis really is out here working hard. I got to give that to him. Lopez out here taking hits, too. Oh, hey. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah, the Bucks. I mean, they, they've been scratching and clawing for the last few years. And... The luck has been unfortunate, but I mean that. It's like, man, as much as I would like to see the Bucks, I really want to see Doc Rivers get in to get another another crack at the finals because he's one of the all time great coaches, one of my favorites. So you know, I got a little soft spot for certain people and certain teams. 
So Doc Rivers, I'm with him. And I'm rolling with Tyloo and the Clippers. And I rolled with Chris Paul and the Suns. And uh <sighs> Who else you rolling with? You got a big list going here, Coach Gant. Well, I'm just talking about the teams that left in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guys, we're going to be having another poll coming up this week on our Instagram of what team do you think is going to take it all this year? Make sure you head over to our Instagram at Opinions on Pickens to vote. We have weekly polls and it ranges from anything from your favorite sports movie to what's your favorite sports jersey and everything right. in between, guys. Right. Also, note that we have episodes coming out every Wednesday, guys. These episodes are uploaded to anywhere you can find podcasts. And we also have a new website. So if you head on over to any of our social, you click our link tree, you'll find our website. It is on Squarespace currently, and it's opinionsonpickens.com. If you could not guess it, guys. Hello. So not to cut you off, it was one thing I thought about that, that just kind of came in the news the last couple of days. How you feel about Don Staley being looked at by the Portland Trail Blazers and the Boston Celtics? You think that's like, you know, how do you, I mean, how do you, being a woman, getting the opportunity to coach professional men's team? I think the first thing that comes to mind for me, it's about time. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I think if you want to have that GOAT status, you got to hire a GOAT coach. And Don Staley fits that perfectly. We have seen what she has done at Carolina, Coach Gant and I, very closely because we are local. And I personally have nothing but raving reviews of Coach Stanley herself. I mean, she's humble. She's gracious. She's down to business when she has to be. Mm -hmm. She cares about not only her team, her family, but her community as a whole. And she never lets anybody really feel overlooked. I think those are all great qualities of a coach. Coach Gant, you are a coach. So mm-hmm. just as the qualities in itself, do you think she has what it takes to be a coach on that level? Oh, for sure. And she's well-respected. She's a Hall of Famer. But the only reserve I do have is, I mean, do you leave a place where they're going to put your name on the floor and you are a Don, <laughs> no pun intended, and you are a queen amongst just amongst the community and you're getting money is not an object. Do you leave the throne of a college team that's prominent in the top five every year that she built that program like that to maybe deal with some of the politics in the NBA and some of the divaism in the NBA? And other things that we don't even see day to day, but thank goodness the media puts out like sexism, racism in the workplace, which I'm not saying that doesn't happen everywhere, but obviously we have seen in bigger professional settings, it happens in different ways. Mm -hmm. I think as a South Carolina fan, as a Dawn fan myself, I'm selfish and I would want her to stay here forever. I I do think she has built a legacy here, but I also feel like even if she leaves here, that, that legacy will continue. Just like Asia, we all love and we always have a special place in our heart for Asia. They built that statue of her outside. And it's like, even when I go to games and I know she's not playing, I still feel her presence there. I still feel like she's a part of the program. So I feel the same way about Alicia Gray. And then I'm seeing her play for the USA basketball, scoring 45 points. And it's like right. amazing to see their progress now they've grown. But also with Dawn, like I said, if anyone can do it, she can do it on the next level. I mean, I agree. I just, 
I just cannot see Gamecock women's basketball and not see Staley on the on, on the court. But then we kind of thought the same thing about Gamecock football. When I first came here, I could never see Gamecock football without Coach Spurrier. Yeah. I mean, it was like so crazy. And then the way he went out, see, with him, I, I feel a little different because the way he went out hurts me a little bit. Yeah, if the way team. she went out, if she was to leave or something, it would just be because it's her time to move up, move on, do better things. And she's done more than enough for us. Mm-hmm. She's and done a lot. A, a lot for us. And we will forever be grateful, the fans. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's a little different with those situations. And I think, like I said, Dawn will always play a huge role here at Carolina, even when she's not here. Yeah. We see Spurrier pop up here and there, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like of him more like a Florida guy. Yeah, he's, he, he loves Florida. <laughs> that's, that's where he's at. But I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up real quick before we close out. I'm glad you brought that up. We, you know, we have all of our Gamecock fans out there. Shout out to our Columbia fans. Hey, we really appreciate Spurs you. Spurs up, baby. Again, we have lots of giveaways coming up. Make sure you're following us on Twitter so you can see what's going on day to day with us, guys. We have a weekly newsletter that goes out. Make sure you're subscribing to that. And we promise we won't blow you up. We send actually some interesting stuff over your way. (laughs) But Twitter is at OOPickens, P-I-C-K-E-N-S. And we live tweet all of these NBA playoff games. Tune in. Vote on our polls. Retweet us. Tell us what we're saying is absolutely crazy. Say Coach Gann is crazy. I agree with that always. Always and forever. But until next time, guys, I'm your host, AB. Coach Gant, thanks for being here. Hey, peace. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.